Hey, and we're live. Hey. What's up, everybody? Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, I'm Dom. And I'm G. And this is the Cash Geeks Network. And guys, we are on with the ones and the onlys. Jim and Sally Stock with Simply Dwell, right? Yep. And guys, you are in for a great treat because this is a very unique scenario we're gonna, where we're going to learn a lot about people that are killing it in a, in a super niche in real estate, lots of opportunity, and they also provide a really great service to us real estate investors. And I was going to explain what it is because we just talked about it, but I really want to put it and just go right into it and put it in your guys' hands. So uh, who wants to start? Sally starts. Sally, Sally starts. starts. And it's live, right? It's live. That sounds like a name. This is Sally starts, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we actually act as someone who comes along and prepares your home for sale. So perhaps you're thinking about selling and you're thinking, oh, we need to redecorate or we need to remodel, but um, you don't have the time or the energy or the expertise to do it. So mm. you call Dwell, Simply Dwell, and we will come out and um, in one day totally transform the house and make it wonderful for pictures. So it's the age of HGTV. It's the age of going online and looking at photos of the houses you want to see. And if you don't see great photos, you're going to click to the next house. Mm, that's so true. we really help you um, by coming in and bringing all the furniture, all the bedding, all the lamps, all the accessories, you know, down to the last towel in the bathroom yep. um, to make your house look cohesive and great. And um, we have the trucks and the manpower and the furniture. We have a 30,000 square foot warehouse full of furniture. Um, and it's all done in a day. So you leave in the morning, you come back and your house is ready to be photographed. So I'm going to have to interject as the proud husband here. <laughs> I have to ask my wife, like, what were you doing seven years ago today? Uh, so Pull the mic a little closer. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> um, I was teaching second and third graders. Oh, wow. Really? For 17 years. So. Okay. And then... So you're teaching second, third graders, and you just get this feel of, I want to go stage houses? For the whole nation? For the whole nation. <laughs> like how I work with my husband. Um, no, so we were home managers for someone in Jacksonville, which means we lived in a house we did not own, and we would go in, it was the house was for sale, and the object was you would bring your furniture and your design style, and you would completely decorate the house, and you would live there. Um, for like a reduced rent. And we did that, I don't know, five times, six yeah. times. And finally, Jim came to me one day and said, you can do this on your own. Mm. And I said, no, mm. I'm a teacher. And he said, no, no, everybody loves what you do when you decorate the house. And actually, the lady who owned the business was coming to me to actually do other stagings. Um, and so Jim actually had the idea of putting the two together and having us just go find our own houses to stage. Mm. So we went to an open house and kind of pitched the idea to a realtor that had a vacant open house. So our home was vacant. Ew. So let us bring some furniture in. And, you know, seven years ago, I don't know if staging was quite as big as it is today. Right, right. Um, now it's like, that's it's listing like, 101. You yeah. get that thing staged. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, and I often say it's like seeing an outfit that's not on a model. You know, it looks great on a model, but... It doesn't always look that great just lying there. So you right, need to right, take your right, home. Right. And then Jim always has a good point in saying that, um, you know, uh, builders create a model home for a reason. Right. And they spend a lot right. of money making that house look amazing to sell the home. So 
essentially in order to stay up with what everybody's expecting when they walk into a house, if they're going to see 10 houses, they want to see, they're going to remember yours if it looks great. Right. And right. it's something that they would be proud to buy as opposed to overlooking, you know, a lot of missteps right. in the staging in, or in the, in the design. Sally always says putting a lot of lipstick on a, on a pig. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. things need more lipstick than <laughs> yes, others, but yes. it's certainly true uh, that it's an emotional decision, right? So from a sort of 30,000 foot level, you say, Hey, the, the buying process starts today online for quite a while. And so you go from looking at a hundred homes, no one's going to look at a hundred homes, maybe some people, but not in this market anyways. No. And then you get down to 10 homes based literally on that first visual. Right. And then you get down to 10 and you get, then look at them and you get down to three based on that emotional you know, we don't know why. I mean, my wife might, but a guy doesn't know. He walks and he says, oh, I can picture myself living here. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's really so an agent that gets it doesn't need to be sold on staging. Right. I mean, they're just like, of course, we're going to stage our home. I've got a two, three, four hundred, two, three million dollar home. I'm being paid professionally to present this home in the absolute best light possible. And it's my really a fiduciary you know, responsibility to one way or the other get that home in that you know so they're not going to not cut the grass they're not going to not paint if it needs to be painted they're not going to have a be dirty and they certainly shouldn't have it be sitting there you know vacant right okay, right. okay. so as the company sits right now you said you have two product lines do you guys want to explain what those product lines are um yeah so we have the fee staging which would be your typical vacant home um and within that we also will stage homes that are um, what we call stage to sell. So someone's still living in the home and they need a couple rooms done or they need, um, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> they just need kind of partial, like a staging, partial stage. And yeah. You can still live in the home. We don't do this as often. Um, typically we're doing a vacant home. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other side is just, we've just in probably the last year no have started, um, staging, mm -hmm. um, Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, after like a, a person decides they want to have an Airbnb or an investor, um, we'll come in and do everything from all the furnishings, all the kitchen items, all the bath items. I mean, it'll go from vacant to 48 hours later, ready to um, go on the market as an Airbnb. You know. Which we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so far, so good. No, it's funny because I, I finally thought that I, I was like, oh, man, Jim and Sally, they got so much going on that they have to mess up once in a while. <laughs> and so we had a leak. On, a, on one of our properties. And Dom went to that house when we had a roof leak and you guys had just staged it. We had the leak and Dom goes to the house. I was out of town. So Dom goes to the house and he's looking around for like towels to put down where the leak is and he couldn't find the towels. Oh. And I was like, oh shit, we got them. They forgot something, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then... um. I hit up Cam afterwards, right? Cam is one of their team members who's, I mean, he's doing a lot with you yeah, guys, right? Guy, yeah. So he's like our point of contact once we're doing staging. And Cam like sends someone to the house, sends me a picture of where all the towels are in the house. And I was like, damn, they did have the towels. And then I called Dom and I was like, and I know, I know Dom. Yeah. Right, Dom's the kind of guy that'll look somewhere. He's like, "Oh, the towels aren't there." Dude, I can't find no towels. You know, the not true. Typical Dom. Not right? true. I won't even look anywhere. And then, uh, 
Yeah, that's true. But, but we funny. just don't have them. I, I actually remember that because I don't get involved with that. But I remember everyone you know, starting going, saying, oh, my God, we screwed up. And even though. And they, they didn't screw up. But, that well, was the best but, part. But, but we did. So we we still learn from that, right? So what I learned, what we learned, and what we, we hopefully have changed is it's not enough just to finish the house. I mean, if there's something that important and that obvious, then we should have a, a policy or leave a a checklist that says all your cleaning supplies have been placed here. Ooh, all your oh. So, so now that's, you know, should have, if it's, assuming it's been implemented, that's, that takes place. So we're, right, right. I mean, we are like, especially on the Airbnb side, we started off at, you know, doing one a month. Now we're doing a couple a week. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So, but that's the huge learning curve that's taking right, place. Right. Um, and we can talk about that, but back to the staging because the Airbnb side is a little more sexy and it's fun. But so, Question, Sally, how many homes have you staged in the last seven years? Uh, well, to, simply dwell. I can't say I've done every single one of them personally. Has staged um, over 1,700 homes. Wow. wow. And, the, and, and sometimes, I, the sometimes as the proud husband, I, I really like have to kick myself because we weren't 30 or 40, you know, when we started. And I helped maybe the first year or two, you know, physically like, you know, moving everything and stuff so i think 1700 but you don't move it once like you got to get the damn furniture out of the house yeah, yeah, so yeah. think i mean if someone said to you are you gonna let your wife go start a business no matter how successful and 3400 times yeah in her 50s she's gonna you know move a house full I'm of sure furniture <laughs> no <laughs> sorry i mean it's just crazy you know, and oh, that's so, insane. Well, so I, well, I want to dig the, in on that. That's oh, I was okay. going to say the other thing is doing it in the you know hundred degree heat in Jacksonville. Right, right. right. So, <laughs> so when place. when did it? Because you mentioned you went to the open house, mm -hmm. the empty house. There's no way the realtor's selling an empty house, right? right? So you guys pitched the realtor the idea, mm -hmm. and they accepted. Yes. Okay. Which was, and not only did they accept that, they accepted a home manager, right? Because that's what we started with, mm. and so she. I mean, really didn't know us, didn't know what we could do. She was actually very nice when I think about it. We were so excited. We we, we were at a sports bar in Ponte Vedra, changed its name. The phone rang, you know, and all of a sudden this lady's like, you guys came in two weeks ago. You know, and this is when I, I knew she had a good idea. First thing the lady asked, she's like, how soon could you stage it? And I'm like, well, we could stage it tomorrow. You know, it didn't want to sound desperate. You know, like we weren't going to do it that night. Um, so I said, we can. Stage. She's like, how could you possibly stage it tomorrow? I said, well, we have the furniture, and we, you know, we'll find a home manager. And she said she'd sign an agreement with one of the other competitors, who requires. And this was really the big difference in our model. The old model. There's a company that had been here for 20 years. I don't know if they're still in business, but they required the home manager to use their own furniture, which meant they signed an agreement. They then had three to four months in their agreement to find the home manager who had the appropriate furniture for their listing. Mm. And so, didn't mind moving that furniture in, not sure how long they were going to stay. Most people right. don't want to do that. Right. right. So I'm not you know, like the brightest crayon in anyone's box, but that seemed hugely flawed, like immediately hugely flawed. So right. we said from day one, if we're going to do this, we're going to make a commitment. We started with one little mini storage, two little mini storage. And we started buying furniture. So right. when we've got our first job, boom, we moved it in. We found a retired professional soccer player. He moved in. He paid us X amount a month. We got a little bit at the closing and we did one, you know, and we added like one a month. 
But that was the sort of the first confirmation is when they said, oh, my gosh, you can do it right away. She'd been waiting over four months with the company they'd contracted with wow. to, find, to get that home staged. Well, no wow. agent wants to wait. They want to yeah. sell it yesterday. Yeah. 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 And so, I just remember when we started, I, I told myself I would buy like, <laughs> it's like a bracelet every time I did a house. Yeah. Well. And that would be a little crazy. And, no, and then we were going to go to 11 <laughs> South. I would get Our to favorite restaurant. You'd have sleeves. I would have sleeves. 11 yeah. South. Hell every yeah. time we got a new home manager, yeah. we'd, be, we'd be broke. Uh, <laughs> and now we have a team. We have a team of two two gals that do um, the Airbnb side and two professionals that do the um, staging side. And so, so that helps a lot. I'm kind of the... the manager right. of the group. So I want to dig in a little bit on that because um, a lot of our viewers are um, just getting started, right? Not everybody has a fully established uh, business that's watching us. Some people are trying to take that first leap, sure. right? And regardless of whatever business they're in, you're in, we're in, it all starts with that first leap, right? That mindset of mm -hmm. I'm going to leave what I've been doing for so long that safety and I know that this paycheck is coming in, whatever. And now I'm going to take the leap and start something new, something that I might not work, may work. I don't know. So what was that like for you guys? Like deciding, okay, we are going to, we have proof of concept. We have one person. Um, were you guys, were you still working full time as a teacher? Uh, when you did your first couple projects, how long, how many projects did you do before you were like, all right, this is going to be amazing. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. screw these second and third graders. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm joking. But when was that, like, how, how did that transition happen? And what were the conversations, if you guys don't mind me asking, like, yeah. between you guys? Like, I think that's a lot of our viewers, you know, maybe sometimes their spouse isn't on the same page and you have to convince them. Or sometimes one spouse is pushing the other spouse more than the other one wants to be pushed or like how were those mindset moments of I'm going to start yeah. my own business. I'm going to leave my steady paycheck job yeah. and I'm going to go see if this thing works. Well, I mean, I'll answer the first half of it and then Sally can add, but it really, um, to be fair, it had to be, you know, 90% Sally yeah. because she was the one, you know, boots on the ground. She, it's her company. She was the one doing all the really hard work. So I've been there to support her you know, give her business ideas. You know, I like talking to people, do that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, somehow 1,700 homes got furniture moved into them and got furniture moved out of them. And that's 100% been on Sally. Right. So the answer to me is that I had no idea that, I mean, I knew she was a hard worker. I knew she, you know, was independent, all those, all those good <clears throat> things. But I had no idea she was willing to transition into a business setting. Mm. Um, as a business owner, the way that she has, right, which was really fun, you know, yeah. for me to sort of be a part of it, certainly, but to sort of observe that, you know, yeah. over the years. And I wouldn't say it happened overnight. Certainly. Of course, I mean, both of us are still learning how to work, you know, with each other. Um, but it, it happened much quicker, you know, because I'd say we were both probably you were all in within a year, certainly. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty we're no longer risk averse, so I way more than Jim. So it was difficult for me. Plus when you're a teacher, you kind of commit to a year at least of yep. that, of that yep. class. So I wasn't going to leave in the middle of the year. So contracts usually come up in March. And I remember, I remember we started in July or September. And by the time March came along, we figured out um, that we probably, you know, 
we could be our own, own home managers, essentially. So we didn't really have, like we thought outside the box and we said, okay, if we're willing to give up on owning a home for a little while and just kind of moving from house to house, because we'd stage it, we'd move into the cutest house that we staged, you know? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. as soon as that sold, we'd find another one. And yeah. I would often say, what home do I want to live in? And yeah. I we'd, we'd call that person. We'd say, do you want us to stage your house? And they'd say, yes. And we'd say, We'll be your home managers and we'd move into that house. So once we established it that, wasn't a bad gig. It wasn't a bad gig. So Ocean dude, that's front, awesome. I didn't even know <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. It was a yeah. thing. And, I and, have no idea. Is crazy. it still a thing? No. no. Well, no. I think it'll become a thing Zero. again. But oh because the, the market's too hot. Right? too hot. And yeah. there's just not enough inventory. We, we went made, from thirty five home managers to zero in a wow. less than a year. And we had to transition. So that's a whole other story. But anyway, when once we figured out that we wouldn't have to necessarily come up with a mortgage payment every month. It freed us up to say, Hey, you know, we didn't have kids at home anymore. So we knew that we could to kind of take a leap. Right. So I didn't sign my contract in March, finished out in May. Mm. And that was a big difference. I'd been teaching for 17 years yeah. and I was teaching at a really good private school here in Jacksonville. So it was hard to give that up because if you're going to teach, that was like the best place in the world to teach. But and I, especially second and third graders, those are the best, the best, the best kids the best to teach. Kids. And they, they, they don't get all the little jokes. Well, they yeah. love you and hug you and think you're great. So it was, it was really nice. And you get summers off, and you get home. You know, it, it wasn't a bad gig. But now you get no summers off. Now I get no summers off, and it's hot. And you know, I went from working independently on my own to now really having gym there a lot. And so that's a whole other transition. You know, I said it's kind of interesting when you work by yourself. Your spouse really never knows if you're doing a good job or not. Right. But right. suddenly you work with them and every little thing is is just laid out, you know, for everybody to see and comment on. But um once we made that decision then then it, we just had to really, you know, bear down and, and know that we were gonna do it. Yeah. Right. Right. That was, it so was, the, the second part, I think, and I that's I agree hundred percent with what Sally just said. I think the second part of where that growth came from is our growth happened because Sally had a very natural um, sort of ethos for the company. You know, she wasn't like a hardcore business person, a hardcore <laughs> business. She's like, why don't we just treat people like the way we want to be treated? Like we knew all the ways we didn't like to be treated, whether right. it was buying right. a, a car or a real estate agent, you know, hammering us or whatever. And so we started like, you should tell them, like when we started with the home inspections, like before every showing, like oh. we were so afraid that, everyone wouldn't be a hundred percent pleased that we did crazy things. Like if we had 25 home managers, Sally was driving cause we had like three disasters, like three home managers that they didn't leave, was one, one didn't leave the house. house one left like sex toys, you know, in the bedroom. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like lonely left a, a glob of butter, you know, somewhere. I hope and, it was butter <laughs> <laughs> on the kitchen. Sex toys and butter. <laughs> And um, so we're like, okay, we'll solve this. Like we'll inspect every home that our home manager's in before every showing. So for like six months, I swear to you, Sally drove around in addition to staging and looking at homes, making sure, because we wanted to guarantee our clients that that home would be a hundred percent ready. Wow. So as much as like we look back and now we're like, what the hell were we thinking? That was really the philosophy that has driven the company. So when I when I really look at like what's been accomplished, you know, with Sally and this original like little vision, it sounds like, oh, you know, she was just going to stage a couple of homes. But it really grew because we treated people right. You know, we have I don't know, a thousand clients. I mean, a lot of clients. 
real estate agents are like anybody else. I mean, there's mostly nice people. There's some not so, you know, nice people. We've only fired maybe four or five clients, you know, well, over the years. And the process of selling your house is emotional and everybody's, yep. you know, it's expensive and they want, you know, everything done well. And, and certain people are wonderful and just let us do what we want to do. And other people can be, you know, very picky and want to get involved. And a lot of the ladies think that they can do, you know, Oh, a much gotcha. better job right, than right, I can right, do, right. and they want right, to right. put their two cents in, and that's okay. But um, you know, <laughs> that's seriously a huge issue. Really, oh, I we, bet. We yeah, I bet. Plan that said, you really can't be there when we're staging, right? right you know, right. because we just don't want people watching. Oh, I don't watch funny. them do their jobs. You right, know, right, nobody right. wants you hanging over their head. But I think the other thing that made us stand out is that Jim had the great idea, and I fought it because I didn't really like it. But that we would charge at the sale, so. I that's think huge. 99%, I don't even know anybody else that's doing it. Um, when that's you, an Alan Nicoletti tactic. Yeah, when you stage you know, a home, you get half before you start, you get half when you're done. But now um, they'll call, and, and especially if they're not sure they can afford it or if they're not sure they want to do it, <clears throat> you know, it's so nice to be able to say, you don't pay till you close. Right. And right. they love that. And actually, it takes the pressure off us, too, I feel like, because we can go in, we can do our job, we can make sure it's right, and then – you know, right. so this is a good, a great example, sort of just not knowing what we were doing was a benefit. Mm -hmm. Never had a staging class, never been to a convention, right? Like, never read a staging book. So we, we went to a couple literally like big national conventions and Sally's finally like, Jim, just shut up. She's like, just shut up. I'm like, well, they asked, like, don't they want to hear you? Like, so someone would say, you know, whose business is growing, you know, maybe right when things are getting slow. Cause the, this whole period has been very difficult on the staging industry, obviously, because most people think they don't need to stage. Right. Right. So, so you know, you're right, in a group right, yeah. with, you know, 50 supposedly high profile staging companies from around the country and everyone's moping, you know, and I'm like, well, business is good. Right. Well, what do you do? Well, you know, we have great relationships da, 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 and we always let our clients pay at the close. And literally, like if they had had eggs, we would have gotten egged. Mm. And, and they're like comments like, don't you value your work? You're not right, a collection right. agency. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, 100 percent. Right. And I'm just like, whoa. I mean, it was like the, the foundational concept that right. built our business. Right, right. And yet everyone else is like, you guys are crazy. You know, wow. so that's I mean, that's a really good example of how sometimes going the other direction isn't a bad thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So I want to I want to make sure that our um, our viewers know exactly what and how to utilize you guys. Right. So so we we have a lot of realtors that watch us and a lot of home flippers that watch our show. So what does it look like if you guys can give me the quick a to z run through of how how does working with you guys look like on staging a house a realtor calls you today tomorrow says hey i got a list i'm about to list a house on fourth street at the beach yeah. or whatever um i heard you guys are great stagers i watched you guys on the cash geek show <laughs> and, and i want to i want to stage uh, my listing Run me really quickly through that beginning to end. What does that look like, that process? Well, I'm not really the best. I'm going to steal your thunder yeah. on that just because there's another – this is probably the second most important thing. We didn't know what we were doing, so we did it wrong. All the right. The whole staging right. industry says, right. you know, people call you. You set an appointment. You send one of your stagers out. You meet with the client. You give them a proposal. You then tell them you can stage it in a week. You know, we are like <clears> – 
is literally 180 degrees opposite. I get a text message. Doesn't matter who. Pete Cook sends me a text message. 127 State Street, codes 5620, right? Need it done next Monday. He knows I'm going to send him my, that Gabby's going to call him. We're going to figure out if he wants a king in which room, you know, the important things. I'm going to give him a price like in 10 seconds without seeing the home. And I'm going to do it when based I, on square footage, based on price and square footage. It, it's basically, but you give them a price based on, on pr- our, our model prices, the home on theirs on the price of the home. Oh, I got with the caveat being oceanfront condo, you know, 1200 square foot on the ocean. We're not going to charge you based on a million to valuation, right? right. We're right. going to give you a discount, but a typical home that's, 400,000, we're going to get, we, we have a formula, it's 1% of the first 200, half a percent above 200. It's always been that way. We always let you pay at the close. It's always for four months. And for whatever reason, the agents we work with, they love us. Oh, of course. I mean, and once someone uses us, I mean, honestly, I can't remember the last time an agent said, Jim, I need a quote. I mean, once they use us, that's it. Like they're not bidding us against anybody else. Right. Which is, right. A, it's good confirmation for what, you know, salary is but, doing. And, and that's also on the investor side, but typically too, if you're a single, you know, you're just a one house, I, I just want to get my house staged. I don't know anything about this. I'm not in the market or um, you would just call us and Gabby kind of walks you through it. But I usually go out there and take a look at the house. Um, we get you on the schedule. If we say we're going to be there on Tuesday, we're 99% there on Tuesday. Um, it'll be done the same day and you're ready for your photos. So um, it's it's actually a very easy process. People ask, can I come to the warehouse and pick out the furniture? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, hard no. But, yeah, hard no. Although now that we're moving to a new warehouse, I, you know, it's a little easier to get around. But, um, you know, you just they kind of tell us their style or what they like or what they don't like. And then we just do our thing. So and, and, then, and then what's really quickly in that. You get a text message from me today. Let's say we are, you know, we have been working in the past. I know how you guys work. What is the turnaround time typically on uh, new staging? For not, you? not for Airbnb, but for staging a, right. a, a flip. So for, Jimmy, for you, Gonzalo, it would be tonight. <laughs> well, for, right. And I'm not joking. Okay, we would get it done by midnight if we needed to. Um, the benefit <clears throat> of us being such, you know, getting as large as, as Sally's grown the company is we can stage three or four homes in a day. Okay. Right. Now, right. Sally always reminds me, Jim, that depends how many D stages that we have. So Sally counts them as two stagings as a D stage and a stage. So with gotcha. our current team, we can do <clears throat> five to six stages, which would be some combination of stagings and D stages. But mm. that's still pretty good. Now, we don't have to do that many. So if you called and said, Jim, it, I totally screwed up. You know, my client is not going to give me this listing unless we can have pictures by noon, you know, on Friday at hundred percent, we're going to get it done. And Sally's going to say, don't say hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, we do I mean, <laughs> 1700 homes. Now, if I don't like you, I might say Monday, right? Don't say a hundred percent. A hundred percent. No, we're, we're going to get, we're going to get, we're going to get it done. You know. well, I have a, a quick question. I want to, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but all right. So it's 7 p.m. Eastern time on a Tuesday. You said that you'd get a property staged for Gonzalo by midnight. Yep. How? Okay. Great story. So we get a phone call. We get a, we get a phone call two years into the business. Okay. One of our better clients 
um, they say, Jim, you it's five o'clock in the afternoon. You're not going to believe this. We're closing on Lake Avenue tomorrow morning. We have a walkthrough. What are we going to do? And I'm like, okay, no problem. So that's our first, that's just our philosophy, right? It's what like, time was no that? one's insulting you. What? what time was it? It's like five in the afternoon. And uh-huh. our team's down in St. Augustine. This is a de-stage Remember, yeah, <clears throat> they're de-staging a home Take in St. Augustine. So the first thing is, I'm like, no problem. We'll solve this problem, right? So it wasn't like making them feel bad or, oh, what a crisis. We're going to charge you extra, right? So I said, well, well, let's think. Let's walk this through. And on her own, she says, you know what? The builder has another vacant home two doors down. Let me call and see if we could put the furniture from that house into the oh, other house. Oh, no way. She calls back five minutes. She's like, Jim, he'll let you, he'll let you stage the home two doors down. Call my movers, guys. Go straight to this address. They get there like 6, 6.30. And by 10 o'clock, de-staged that one and the other house was staged. Oh, that is awesome. Right. Yeah, that true story. Insane. God honest, true story. Usually if Jimmy does one of those, he has to get involved. Yeah. So if he yeah, makes yeah. a deal. All right, I got made a phone call. I yeah. didn't go stage it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But, but the other thing I think that's special about what we're doing is we have sources. You know, now it's really hard to get furniture. Um it's just transportation issues and stuff. And um, we can, we have some sources where we can get furniture regularly. So That's we're, awesome. we're not really held up by, um, you know, waiting to get something from Ashley furniture for, you know, I don't know. We can't really get your home stage tomorrow. Cause the, the sofa's three months out. Right. right I mean, right, it's right. just not going to happen. <clears throat> we're going to make it yeah. happen. So you guys you- seem like very service oriented. So where does that come from? Because like running a business and wanting to run it correctly and wanting to blow it up, that, that doesn't automatically come because you started a business. Like you guys naturally want to take care of people. Yes. I I don't like conflict. So I don't <clears> like <throat> the calls where somebody's upset or mad or feeling disappointed. I just avoid it at all costs. So I think we overcompensate for that and probably put ourselves in a position where I'm like, why am I doing this at, you know, whatever. But, um, and Jim is very much a yes person. So he will say yes to every opportunity and then call me and say, Hey, I just got three more stages for tomorrow. And I'm, I'm thinking like, she's going to be happy. She's you like, know, and it's 95 degrees and I'm God rushing damn. around trying to get it done. And I'm like, from now on, don't call me in the middle of the stage and tell me I got two more to do tomorrow. So I've had to really learn to kind of manage that, um, anxiety when we get busy because I think um, it's sort of natural to feel overwhelmed. Do you think teaching for years just gave you a lot of patience? Yes and no, because I think teaching in a way was a detriment because you have just one room and you're totally in control and you kind of get to figure out the day and the schedule and, you know, it's what works for you. And yet in a business, I have so many other things impacting me. You know, traffic, a lot or, of change, or, or consistently. we've forgotten something, yeah, it's, it's and now I got to go back, and that yeah. added two hours to my day, or something's broken, or you know, we get to houses they're not clean, they're yeah. not ready to be staged. Today they did one; it's not quite as hot, but there was no AC, there was no power. So my team calls me, they're like, it's really hot. And I'm like, sorry. We staged the wrong house one time. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> we ended up painting our furniture back. She was oh going to call the police. You, come, you can come stage our house by accident. <laughs> and it's like, why don't you just leave it in there for two weeks? Oh, she got really awesome. mad. I would lock it. They'd never get back in my house. <laughs> I mean, so we've had like every, you know, most people I meet, like if I'm checking out at home, goods are like, oh my gosh, you stage? I would love to stage homes. Sounds so exciting. And it's, you know, so different than 
your image of what you think it is. It's getting like, it stage is exciting. Getting my own stage. Yeah. yeah it's but I, I would say to my answer, because Sally's is she's just a genuinely, you know, caring person. She says she's doesn't like conflict. I mean, most people don't like conflict, but but she genuinely. Oh, you should meet our sales guys. <laughs> they, <laughs> they like, like they like conflict. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, for for me, um, I'm just sort of a really simple. I can't process like lots of ideas. So I was just raised. I had a dad who said, you know, Jim. People biggest lesson in life for me from my dad was people do business with people they like. Yeah. Simple. I mean, you know, you can read fifty thousand business books, and you know. If you just figure that out and figure out what people like, you know, you look at people in the eye, you ask questions, you care, you sincerely care about them. You don't have to fake anything, yep. you know? Yep. And so that's sort of the way we've raised our family and lived our lives. And, and we're not perfect, you know, and every once in a while we bite, we, we can't bite our tongues hard enough. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oops, I better call her back and apologize. You know, that happens a few times. That's business when you're scaling, when you're yeah. growing. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. And we work, I think all the stagers work really, really hard. And people don't really see what happens in the background and how, you know, we're loading the truck and we're picking out tubs. And we're really, really, really trying to do our best job at every house. And so if it doesn't turn out exactly the way they want it, or if we, you know, didn't do something, it's disappointing when you get that call and you really have to learn, you know, in any sales job or in anything, right. how to deal with that gracefully, how to, you know, I, I think I've gotten a lot better through kind of being taught by Jim of, you know, just making that person happy because right. we never really want to leave a situation where someone's feeling unsatisfied. Right. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think we really kind of go that extra mile I agree. And I think one, a, a clear example to me was when you guys, cause they, they staged all of our Airbnbs. Um, and we have a couple left that they're going to stage as well. Um, but they also staged our office. And when you guys were staging our office, you brought two green chairs and two green chairs were put into the office. And then, um, I was just walking by and then, um, I see one of the guys taking one of the chairs out of the <laughs> office and um, I was like, Hey, what's going on? And the state, one of the, the stagers that you had here was like, Oh, well there, that chair had like a stain or something. And we have another one on the way. Yeah. It's like and a then, slight discoloration yeah, yeah. slight dis or whatever. And I didn't even notice, you know, like <laughs> I'm not looking. I. We're dudes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not looking at like, what do you mean? It looks great. Wait a week. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. No, but then, but then she was like, yeah, we're going to bring another one. Good and chair I was away. like, okay, well, you know, a couple more days, they'll bring the other chair. And it was like two hours later, the, the additional chair was there. And then I was like, well, how do they have like, how are they going to match that chair? Like you got to find that chair, whatever. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, well, they probably have like 20 of them in their, <laughs> in, in their storage, <laughs> right? Or in yeah. their warehouse. We used to have um, a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and so it was just Line great. Like, yeah. like I didn't even notice, but she was like, yeah, like there was a little bit, there was like a stain or something on the chair. Um, I think it was like a fade or a discoloration. I don't even know. I don't even yeah. know. But so moral of the story is within like an hour, we had a brand new same chair in the office um and i didn't even have to say anything like i didn't even know which was awesome yeah so, that's yeah, awesome that was cool. yeah, yeah they changed it because they were uncomfortable not because we were uncomfortable right. correct correct so short-term rentals short-term can rentals. we switch because that's yes. the exciting part Let's I, switch. I, I do want to ask a question that maybe will help us trend in I, there was a lot of things that 
like it's really impressive that we talked about, right? You guys grow, are growing a fantastic business. It, it's grown pretty quick, 1,700 homes. And I think you said you can fully stage an Airbnb in like one day or one or two days. Yeah. I can't picture how to do that. I can't think in my mind how to do that because one thing that I learned when you guys were staging our Airbnbs is there was, how many, you guys tell me, how many SKUs are there? How many items? Right. So on our XL SKU grid in total, there's well over 200, but just our basic package, which we can talk about in a little bit, it's about 154 okay. that you get. Like you you don't realize it, but you're going to get 154 SKUs. Yeah. And that's everything from everything that goes in the kitchen, night lights, flashlights, first aid kit. You know, we, we've decided for you, if you're going to own an Airbnb, you need the basics. And then we have a premium, and then we have uh, snacks, we have outdoor. We've made it very, very simple. Games, then board game, games. Games, yeah. you know, so you can get your basic games. Then you go to the premium and you can get a Keurig you can get the higher end knife set. So you can still add to that basic 154, whatever that number is. Then you can get a bocce ball and you can get cornhole, you know, all those extras. Do you have a pet package? You can get a a puppy and a parrot? Not yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You might want the puppy parrot. Let's go. Let's step our game up, guys. He's going to say yes and then look at Sally. (laughs) (laughs) Sally, two parrots for tomorrow. But the other thing is... Hey, but you guys got to go in a direction other people aren't going in. We don't just do Jacksonville. So we actually have done two homes. We'll We'll load the truck and go do two homes. In Panama City, we just did two homes in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. In, in oh wow. Two, in a day and a half, we oh, literally outfitted two Airbnbs. Maybe we could have staged lime. Is that Jim not saying yes again? Yeah. No, no, I mean, no, only no. saying yes. No, not saying no. Fairness, we waited a whole year, and because people were all, you know, we're on these Facebook pages, and people oh, were like, "Hey, come on, you know, come to Orlando, come to Tampa." Yeah. And we said, "No, like we've got to get really good." You know, mm. Sally's company has to get really good at not forgetting the bed rails. You know, not whatever, you know, bringing right, two right. kings instead of two queens. you're not going back down. There. Locally. Right. Because you're right. not going back down to South Florida, you know. Um, and so we, about a month ago, I guess, yeah. we finally said, okay. And we've still, which is scary to Sally, have done almost no marketing, you know. Wow. And um, we're... We wanted we wanted to be ready on an operational side and we wanted to be ready on actual just a furniture side. And we feel like we're ready, you know, now. So we anticipate a a lot of growth as soon as we start to let people know. So we did the first two in Panama City. It went great. Um, We then did two uh, to Tampa. We did a couple in Kissimmee, you know, uh, Orlando area. Then we did two in Fort Lauderdale. We just did one in Gainesville last week. Yeah. And doing another one in. Davenport, or wherever, outside of Kissimmee, you know, next week. So we can now go pretty much six hours anywhere <clears throat> from Jacksonville, wow. which from a business standpoint is just, it has to happen. I mean, we've got so much overhead. We, you know, you've got the 30,000 corporate warehouse, the trucks, the people, you know, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you load that truck and drive across the street or whether you drive six hours, shouldn't matter other than right. the costs associated, the variable costs associated. Uh, with the travel and staying a night and getting hotel yeah. rooms for people, yeah. we just add that cost. And so far, no, you know, our, our pricing is so so reasonable. So, right. but right. why don't you tell them how the whole Airbnb thing started? I'm not sure I even remember. Um, I mean, we have an Airbnb ourselves, um, but oh, I think we had one of the investors just came up and said that he had an Airbnb at the beach. Would we, you know, we knew we had some access to a bunch of furniture. We'd stage a bunch of owns. Yeah. Shout out Pete Cook. Yeah. 
Good guy. And, um, would we do that one for him? Big shout out. And, Big shout out. And uh, I just remember Jimmy saying, you know, there was like five decks or something. Oh my God. So we really had to do a lot of outdoor Pete, to this day, he got like $30,000 of yeah. outdoor furniture for free. I'm like, sure, just, sure, sure. Well, you know, we're going we're gonna to knock this one out. Of the <laughs> He's like, Jim, why are you giving job. me all this furniture? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so he's like, where did all our outdoor furniture go? I sold it to Pete for 50 bucks, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> but Pete's happy. <laughs> and we did, yeah, we got it all done. So Yeah, so then, um, so we did one for Pete, and then all of a sudden he had a couple more, and then his manager gave us a couple, and then I got introduced to, Mark Marcellus and Glenn Freeman and Jeff Weller and well, I mean, he started a, going to the investment meetings. I think that helps. Yeah, but it's just it's a small and, community, yeah. and no one's doing what we're doing. Right, um, there's right. people that'll say, "Hey, give me twenty grand, and <clears throat> you know, I'll go buy new furniture." And if they, the headboard comes in, you know, whatever, you know, I'll do it that way. But I mean, we literally have the ability to self-contain. You know, yeah, so the, yeah. all the couches are in the warehouse, the beds. the headboards i mean 100 percent of everything that we need is there now they'll go out and buy cool matching head you know end tables from here to here but you know we buy brand new rugs brand new um, headboards uh accessories lamps uh, we had a fun outing up to clayton georgia a little while ago where we drove all the way got about two hours north of atlanta guy had 200 like beautiful high-end lamps i mean not like home you know not rooms to go type lamps yeah. and um he gave us a price to buy all of them, like just a stupid, you know, crazy low price. So we drove up there and not only bought all the lamps, but bought like some really neat, you know, one-off type stuff. And so we take advantage of that. We're going to Atlanta Monday. Yeah. So we go we go to visit. Sally's been to visit Portland, our, one of our <clears throat> grandchildren, our daughter and grandchild, two weekends ago. We were in Dallas last weekend visiting our child and his family and five grandkids. And Thursday, we go to St. Louis to visit our other child and his family and two grandkids. We get back Sunday night. Monday morning, we drive to Atlanta to buy, you know, $20,000 of accessories from uh, America's Mart, you know, downtown Atlanta. Right. So mm. it's a business model that works because because Sally, you know, because Sally works, you know. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we're always going like we're always, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, you we're going to, to Orlando, right? Memphis, you know, High Point. Um, wow. Yeah. To buy. What's the furthest you've gone to buy furniture? Memphis. Memphis is the furthest you've that was gone. That's a great story. What's too. the furthest you will go? To buy furniture. To buy the furniture. price? <laughs> no. Well, <clears throat> would you? Um, I actually just found out there's like a outlet for I think restoration hardware or something up mm -hmm. in um, Pittsburgh or Indiana. I don't know. I mean, I would I would take a truck up there and go. You know, if I had the time in the summer or something, I keep thinking that would be really Sa fun. To Sally, go to this call, Sally called me about a year ago. Mm -hmm. It was a Thursday night, and I'm going to say it's four o'clock. Right. She says, Jim, I just met this lady. I got a phone call. Her sister owns Crestview in Memphis with this big 100,000 square foot they distribute to home goods and all these, you know, knickknack type stores. Uh, she says you should come up. They're getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Mm. So I literally, and we had a couple interns. They thought we were nuts. I said, uh, I grabbed a, a T-shirt. I don't dress very nicely. You know, grabbed a T-shirt, threw it in my backpack, um, had this, my assistant book a flight, drove straight to the airport, got on like a 6.30 flight, flew to Memphis, uh, took an Uber there. I got there at like eight thirty nine o'clock, and by noon had picked up, picked out all that I thought would fit in a thirty foot 
you know, one way. Still mm. didn't have a truck rented, but I sure bought all the furniture, all the stuff, you know, to bring back from Memphis. So they said, Jim, go get your truck <laughs> and we'll have it ready for you. So I started calling, you know, U-Haul, Penske, everybody. There's not a moving truck in Memphis. They're like, oh, maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not good. Um, but there's always a solution. So okay. I can't really say. Uh, well, he basically have... stole a local truck and just drove it all the way down here. <laughs> I hey. did. And then went to return it. Like he said, you're not supposed to take he this borrowed out of the it. state. Because <laughs> yeah. it had a certain tag on it. He so, borrowed it. Yeah. yeah. So, But I got back. He, he's the, you know, I just do it and ask for permission later. Yeah. So. Um, but, you know, so we'll go pretty much anywhere. Um, and it really, like our ability to buy for both the staging side and the Airbnb side has been a huge part of Well, I think Jim's a treasure hunter. So to him, it's just all about the hunt and the the finding of the treasure. So like when we go to the Mart, um, you know, I think a lot of people are ordering things and then getting them shipped. We're only going on cash and carry days. So you go up there and it's exhausting, but you, you purchase what you want and you have to take it that day. You pay cash, you take it that day. So they're selling things right off their floor. Um, so we went to Crate and Barrel a couple years exciting. ago. It's exciting. Crate no, and Barrel. No, 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 Cre- Creative Co-op. Oh, Creative Co-op. Even better. Creative Co-op. And she's like, look, we have to be out of this room, you know, by noon, right? You, your eyes light up. You know, this is like a woman's dream. And it's beautiful stuff, like stuff we would never think about buying, like really expensive, you know, bar stools, tables, chairs, artwork. And I said, okay, we'll buy everything in the room. Because they just want to get rid of it. They've been using it forever. She's like, you buy all of it? Like, yeah. I mean, some incredibly crazy low price. Mm. And and I said, Sally, we have to move it outside and we have to put tape on it and we can come back and pick it up tomorrow. She's like, but we can't afford all this. We can't. I said, just be quiet. Yeah. Just keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> Finally, I told her like what we paid. She's like, there's no way they should stop. And they did. But, you know, you have to be able to take advantage, you know, of those opportunities. So, Absolutely. Someone wants to sell me. 40 seagrass brand new uh, headboards. I'll buy all 40 of them, you know, but the price has to be right. Sure. Yeah. So we're able to take that pricing, you know, that buying model and pass it on uh, to the client. But I just Amazing. Wanted, I wanted to say too, like today when we were talking about the service, um, we had a house that we did and it was a beautiful house. We, the girls did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And the gal called us back and she said, I really feel like these two rooms are not full enough. Will you move the bed into one room, you know, so we have two twin beds and can you bring another queen? Mm-hmm. So I could have said, you know, that's not really in the contract and, you know, I don't really have time to do that, but we actually made the time. We went out there the very next day, which was today. I went out and bought her bedding. I mean, I did what she needed to do, mm-hmm. took the picture, sent them to her and said, we're done. So to me, if I was, if I was the person who was being staged for and someone did that for me, um, I would just be thrilled with that service, you know, knowing right. that you can call, you can say, I need this change made. And instead of giving you a hard time, I'm just like going to do it. it. You can, you know, I know it has to be done fast because we're kind of the end. It's like us and then the photos and you're done. So if we don't get our job done, the photos can't be taken and you can't put the house on the market. Right. 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 So yeah, that's a great point. And it's the same thing with Airbnb. If, because I saw there was one other company. Nobody's really doing what we're doing. Right. But I saw there was another company, and I saw interestingly reading what they were doing, and they sell you these packages, and they look wonderful online. But then if you read the fine print, there's no listing of price. And it says this can be four to five weeks, but with COVID and transportation issues, it could be eight to 10. Well, that's all this lost revenue that you're not getting. Mm-hmm. So, And even then, you're not sure. 
you know, and it doesn't have to be shipped. I mean, that's, I mean, you, I mean, if we can do it for you in 48 or even, even a week, everything else seems like an ancient process. Yeah. And, and, and that you think about all those every night that you're not up and running, you're losing revenue. Time so is money for sure. Then it costs you even more to get the furniture because you're waiting. I wish one of us could take credit for like the, the short-term rental space. Like we're like, Oh, we should go and do this. Like we have the, Oh, we have the infrastructure. We have the furniture, the suppliers, but it wasn't, it was a client that came to us. And then we said, Oh, I guess sure. We'll do that one. Well, after a while we're slow, but not that slow. We're like, wow. You know, think about it. There's nobody doing this. If you're typical, like you guys, like what would have been the option? For you guys to no Airbnbs, outf- you would have done it. In your case, you guys <laughs> wouldn't have that because your time is so valuable, and you could have said, "Well, we'll go hire someone." So they're going to go and order half the stuff from Am- Amazon or IKEA, and then they're going to take delivery and they're going to build it. And I mean, it's a freaking it's a nightmare, right. you know. So you can hire a designer, and they're going to. I mean, we don't even charge a design fee. Like our mm-hmm. fees, as you know, I mean, they're extremely reasonable. So people say, wait a minute, you're going to do it for probably less than they're going to do it for. Sally's great story is we buy, you know, we have so much really nice furniture. We're getting, again, more than probably 50 to 60% of it's brand new. But we get resort furniture. We get stuff that's coming from liquidations, um, wholesale discount type stuff. But I'll take two end tables that are beautiful. You know, maybe we've had them in our staging. Maybe we just painted them, you know, and distressed them. And they were maybe $50, but they're solid wood. Right. So I'll put those in Airbnb and Sally's like, Jim, it's like, we might be in those for $50. I just bought two $92 matching end tables and they're just crap. Like, you know, it's just press board. Oh, cheap. Like Wayfair. You know, yeah, like Wayfair. But so even though I'm giving them, quote, a used end table, a matching end table, it's infinitely nicer, sturdier, going to last longer Mm -hmm. in that Airbnb setting than if someone says, oh, I bought brand new furniture. You know, cheap brand new furniture is nowhere near as good as really solid quality furniture, resort furniture. I mean, we're buying a ton of stuff from Disney resorts, you know, Bonnet Creek. I mean, these are $500 night resorts. Right. And we're buying lots, lots of of neat stuff, not hotel furniture, but, you know, resort, you know, furniture. Right, right, right. And um, Airbnb furniture is a completely different look and it's a completely different style. It has to be sturdy. We always say, you know, there has to be a 300 pound guy that can take, sit in the chair tilt back and it doesn't break. Right. Right. So a lot of the stuff that we would typically use for staging, we're not going to put into an Airbnb. Um, So they like the fact that our pricing is great. We can do it in a two day period. There's a value add, they're up and running and they love the idea that they're not having to spend their time, you know, putting it together. I I can't figure out something to complain about. It's all (laughs) fantastic stuff. I mean, as far as the furniture is concerned, we have Airbnbs that you guys have staged that we're super happy with. Mm-hmm. I've been to Bonnet Creek and all of those resorts and all of the furniture is really nice. So, I mean, I think you guys are doing everything the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently visited your warehouse. You had um, the the panel meetup at your warehouse. That was very cool. And this warehouse is bigger than your old warehouse yeah, by far. Three times bigger. Three times bigger. And it almost looks like you're running out of space. Is that the case? <laughs> Well, yeah. if we are, we're in trouble. I mean, we need to have a big garage. So, yeah. So, right now, we're probably 95% capacity. Mm. What's but the that, next move? No, no, no. So, it's upstairs. So, there's 20,000 square feet downstairs. Okay. Which is, we think of that as like the show. So, right. everything on that first floor, from the accessories to the lamps to the beddings to the accent chairs, all the stuff that they use is good to go clean. You know, it's functional. It's, you know, just came out of the box. 
they can pick it and go with it. Then the 10,000 square feet upstairs is either overflow, you know, like those beautiful leather chairs that we had that everyone was sitting in. Right, right. We're not going to keep all 42 of those down on the first floor. So they know they can go upstairs and they can get lots of overflow furniture, but there's also a couple hundred end tables and coffee tables and stuff. So we just pick them. Like today I had big dog. One of my guys, he bought, he picked six of our beautiful sofa, uh, sofa tables. And I said, okay, we're sanding them down. We're going to paint them. We'll poly them. And then we'll put them in this section for the girls to use. You know? But I think the other game changers, we moved the offices into our warehouse. And before that we were separate. So Jim was kind of working at the beach at home and I was at the warehouse every day and you know, he'd come back on the weekends and say, oh my gosh, the warehouse is a mess and we need to clean this up. And I'd be like, I'm staging every day. I don't have time to clean it up. I don't right. have the energy to do that when I come back. Sure. Um, and you do the stagers. So that was kind of always a really difficult thing. Now we're all in the same place and we can kind of work on it, you know, when we have time and we've got a little bit more help. Um, and so it's just been a huge help because not only are you staging, but you have to get things back and you have to put things back in inventory and you have to make sure like my job right now is to really make sure that we have what we need so that we can stage to a day. Mm-hmm. So that we're not running out of, you know, benches or all the cute stuff that goes into the houses. She's like, Jim, right. we don't have any of this. And I'm like, you have like 99% times more than every other staging company. It's like, I know, but we it's need never like, enough. But the cute this. stuff goes fast. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're going to pick all the cute stuff. It's, you know, we do million dollar homes. We do $2 million homes down to $150,000 homes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I said, everybody wants their home to look amazing. And our big kind of motto is we love to have you feel like you want everything in the house. I mean, that to me, if I wanted to walk, if I walk out and say, because you walk into some of these houses and you're like, oh my gosh, this is not great. And if we walk out thinking I could live there, you know, I, this looks really cute. Then I know we've kind of done our job. And I was saying, even in the lower end, you know, it's amazing to me how much people will spend to stage. You know, we're not very expensive, but you think about it, if you have a $200,000 house and there's people are going around looking at $200,000 houses and you've actually staged yours, yours is going to stand out and that's going to be the one they want. Because sure. in that lower price point, they're not getting that view. Right. You know, there might be people living in there who haven't picked up after themselves, whatever. Um, it's pretty easy in the higher end homes. You know, it's a little harder to stand out because they all look great, but in the lower end home staging to me is just key to selling that house fast. Sally, what's your opinion on that in general, vacant houses versus staged houses, like giving people that visual, because I have a problem with being able to picture what to do in certain areas and certain rooms in a vacant house. And I'll be the guy that swipes past 10 vacant houses and that stares at the staged house for like half an hour. Right. So well, why did, why is it like, why does that appeal so much to people? Um, I think it's sort of like um, jewelry or, you know, icing um, things on a car that are fancy. I mean, it's like the same car, but you want to look in there and you want to be proud of what you're buying right away. Mm-hmm. You don't want, I think it's hard sometimes to buy something that doesn't look good because you want to show the pictures of it. Look what I'm buying. Right, and then right, they look right. at it and they're like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if it's modeled, if it's, you know, decorated, you can see what it's going to look like when you get your furniture in there. I mean, we all know that when we buy a model home, we're thinking this is great. And then you actually get the model built and you're like, wait, where's the, <laughs> where's all the this stuff? This looks empty. <clears throat> but I think um, the staging, especially in an older home, you're drawing your eye all around the room. 
you're, you know, we're opening the blinds, we're making sure that things are bright and sunny and, you know, there's a bit of green there, there's a bit of interest. And so we try not to sell the furniture, but we just try to make it a cohesive look. It's warmer. Um, you can picture yourself like off. We always try to make sure that we've put the sofa where there's going to be a big TV. And so people can say, you know, where's my 60 inch TV going to go? Well, we made it look like it's going to go or people say, can I fit a king bed in here? Yep. There's king bed in there and you've got two end tables. Mm. So that's not a question anymore because right, the rooms right, look right. smaller or well, we have a big dining room table. Am I going to fit eight people in here? You know, so we try not to junk it up with furniture. We're not using your grandma's furniture. We're using, you know, the current look and it's light and bright and people usually want coastal. So we try to you know, match what they want. The rooms tend to look smaller when they're empty. Yes. Why is that? I don't know. But you don't think, I mean, even we do it, you know, we'll say, oh, I don't know if we're going to get a king in here. And then we bring it in and we're like, oh, my gosh, there's plenty of room for that. So um, it's just a visual thing. Right, you know? right, right. perspective. You know, yeah, kid. yeah. See? But definitely, um, and, this, and the realtors know. The other thing is I think when people know their homes are going to be staged, mm -hmm. they're typically going to do more, like get it cleaner or move out. You know, it's it's to me, it's great if people can kind of move out or – if we do do one where they're living in the home, we'll go by and say, you need to pack all this up. And they'll kind of be like, oh, really? And I'll say, but you're going to pack it anyway. So pack it now, right. you know, make the closets look great. And then we come in and typically do um, as much as we can. Well, for and them. sometimes the agents like it because you're the bad guy. Yeah, I'm totally bad. Yeah. Guy. I'll be like, yeah. you need to paint. You need to do. But I also That's try, really the good guy. Yeah, it's well, the yeah. good guy. But they don't want to be the one, you know. To do it, she gets like, I have a crazy owner. Can you tell them? Like, sure, yeah. That's ah. the other day, I went to see a house and it was an older couple, they have a lot of things, they've probably been there 30 years. And I could tell the realtor was so glad that I said, We're staging Monday because they were not ready to move. And she's like, Monday, I said, Yeah, we're going to be here Monday, you need to get going. Mm. And so, you know, you could tell she was like, Okay, I've got to get, I got to get my stuff together and get out of here because they're going to be here. So you know, I think realtors appreciate that because they're trying to move some of these people along. They mm -hmm. want to get the house on the market. Right. Um, so we all kind of work together to make sure that, you know, the realtor is getting what they need. Okay. So just a quick regroup because we're getting at the tail end here, but 153 SKUs at the minimum package. <laughs> yeah. You guys can stage an Airbnb in like a day or two. Mm -hmm. You do five to six stages, whether it's stages and these stages a day. You've done 1,700 homes? Homes inside of seven years, where, where are you guys going? Like, what is this company going to look like if everything went the way you wanted it to go? Cause who knows, but in a year, five years, 10 years, what are you guys looking toward? If you're going to go with the yeah. same momentum? Well, <clears throat> Sally doesn't probably want to, <laughs> she's quite happy. Um, I think that the thing that we're going through that stage, her brother has a very successful uh, business. And much larger than ours, much okay. more successful. Okay. And I'm like, you know, Sally, when was the last time we were at dinner with your brother and he had to take a phone call? Like, when was the last time your brother worked on Saturday? Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's the point is like, at some point, you either stay small and work like a small business or mm -hmm. you get large enough where you can operate like a legitimate, you know, mid-sized business. Mm -hmm. And I think we want to get more organized and more professional about working with our employees so that they feel valued and they they feel like they have a normal day where it's not chaotic. I mean, staging can tend to be a very mm. last minute. So many moving parts. And there's so many emergencies. I mean, you'll get to a house and and it's not ready to be staged, but the truck's full, the guys are there, you know, everybody wants it done. You just have to kind of make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I think 
you know, I just, I like now I'm really trying to go and view all the homes before the girls get there because I want to, you know, like boots on the ground the day before. So I know that home's ready. I know the code works. I mean, but it'd be nice to have somebody else to do that. And maybe mm -hmm. I will hire that person, but we were saying we might need a warehouse manager, somebody to check things in, make sure that, you know, we have what we need for the next day. Um, really trying to more systemize our projects so that everybody is a little calmer and things flow a lot cleaner. We know we have on the truck what we need. Just, you know, for a, for a small for a staging way. company, we probably are much more sophisticated than we give ourselves credit for. Mm -hmm. But to get That's to that level that, that you're talking about, it's like what you guys do. Like we, I go to these meetups and, you know, there's 50 people that say, I'm a wholesaler, I'm a wholesaler, I'm a wholesaler, right? But there's no one doing what you guys are doing. So mm -hmm. I think the idea is, is solid. She's proven, you know, uh, that that they can deliver over and over and over, that they're going to do a great job, that the price model, you know, works. And now it's just a question of continuing to refine that process. Um, we've figured out that we can go an hour away, we can go five hours away. Mm -hmm. So that makes our, we don't have to go open a warehouse in Orlando, right. which was my original, you know, concern. Um, maybe someday you do, but right now that doesn't seem to be, you know, the business model. Right. It seems that we can go five to six hours from, you know, Jacksonville. You know, as that's a amazing. I, I would love though, eventually, I mean, I don't think this would ever happen. I don't, I guess it could, but I would love to sort of find a um, partner within a furniture company and represent them either through Airbnb or whatever it is so that we knew we had to go to, you know, we're going to, we're going to really market your furniture. Oh, you want Jay Turner. Uh, yeah. I want someone <laughs> to partner with me. So, or Crestview or somebody, because like, when you think about how many end tables go into one house, I mean, probably eight, how many you know, uh, pillows. I mean, just there's so the, the sheer volume of things you have to have for one house, especially in an Airbnb, because people are doing multiple, multiple beds, you know, and they want great furniture and they want that wow look, you know, that mm -hmm. Instagram moment, where is that going to be? So it, it's, it, it just would be, that would be to me a dream is if we had a connection with a great furniture company and either they're giving us seconds or whatever it is, but you know, it, because part of what's hard for us is to keep the inventory current, you know, full, have what we need so that we're not spending every weekend going to the land to get mm -hmm. our stuff. And, and, you know, and styles it's change. A, it's a lot. Right? Yeah. So. Or things get broken. Or when we do an Airbnb, all that furniture has gone. We're not getting it back. When we stage, we get it back. We can use it on another home. Right. The Airbnb, it's out the door. <laughs> I never see it again. So we, I mean, that, we do three Airbnbs in a week and you're literally looking at like 12 headboards, you know, maybe 13 headboards. Boom out the door from one week permanently. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's up to us, Jimmy, literally Jimmy and I on the weekends to go get the furniture that mm. we need for the next week. And that's stressful. I mean, it just means you can't, well, it's fun. It is fun. But you know, when you got eight, it's just another responsibility, another, right? And, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's fun, but it's just, it's not sustainable year after year after year, you know? So that to me is like a problem we need to solve. How, how do we get all that? That's amazing. Our life yeah. balance probably hasn't been great, no. but we really enjoy, you know, what we're doing. We're always together. And so I was like, Jim, if we get audited, you know, like we, we deduct every dinner out and we don't cook. So we eat out every night. Getting better. Well, we like, I will make a salad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I made eggs last night, but, um, but we literally are, are, it's a legitimate business. I mean, we're talking sure. business, which isn't probably great, except that, it's fun. I mean, it's exciting. Sure. It's not, it's not easy, but um, it's unique. It's, you're admired. Yeah, you're yeah, doing, providing a great service. A couple more <laughs> years, <laughs> a couple more years. And we'll decide whether we hire someone 
where the kids comes and, you know, takes it over. I, I actually probably my big goal is just not to have to stage in the summer. Like, let me just go to Montana <laughs> in the summer. Somebody else run the business in the summer. I mean, it's hot here in the summer to yeah, the stage. For sure. We're outside, you know, well, our time, but. personal note, our daughter was the last to have a kid because we have eight grandchildren and she just had the eighth and now she's going to have the ninth. Uh, and a little girl. So Sally loves all the grandkids, but for some reason, when your daughter has a child, it's different than when your sons have a child I'm finding. Um, so she lo- she'll be going to Portland quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. Which I want her to, you know, it's beautiful. But I will say, I was thinking back on Gonzalez saying, you know, how do you get started and how do you make that leap? And if you're just getting going, I mean, you know, we're older than I think a lot of people starting a business and, I think we're working harder than our kids are. You know, they're always like, they they're always busy. They do, but I'm just saying like physically, you know, actively working. Um, and I think that's kind of what it takes. It's just, it's, I, it's funny because you have a sign out there that says grind and what, what the meaning of it was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it said, but it was just like basically working hard. Yeah, it's just basically putting in the work. And that's what you got to do is like, there's no shortcut. You have to put in the work. You have to kind of, you know, give up a lot yep. of, of, the freedom of doing, you know, I mean, you, you do have your own time schedule, but your time schedule is really yep. how hard you want to work. Well, once or twice a week, we have group interviews for the salespeople that we look to hire group interviews. So we have all these ads that funnel in candidates. Ah. We funnel them into a zoom call and there might be anywhere from five to 12 or more people on that zoom call. And then we have um, a talent acquisitionist here who has the, the zoom call with them. Right. And one of the questions that they ask the candidates and they have to each answer or raise their sometimes we have participation questions where it goes down the row and everyone's oh. got to give it an answer different than the last. And sometimes it's whoever raises their hand first. Sure. And one of the questions is, um, do you prefer to work smart or to work hard? You can't say both. You have to choose one. So you're going to either use intellect or you're going to use just grit and right you know, hard work and all that stuff. And both answers are great. Right. None of them are wrong. Personally, I like hard work. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm not smart. I'm not that smart. I'm not as smart as people give right. me credit for, but I just believe in a good full day's work. We yeah. certainly can control our consistency of hard work versus our consistency of smart work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, work hard is working hard. Working smart is some days you get great ideas and some days it doesn't seem like. Well, talent can be lazy. Smart people can be lazy because they are smart because Mm -hmm. they do have that leg up and it could be a disadvantage. So if you could find the perfect balance of both and that's a miracle, it's a beautiful thing. It's tough to find that sometimes. We joke that fortunately all of our kids have outperformed uh, our parents and their parents. We we like working hard. It's old school. Yeah. Hard work outperforms talent when talent don't work hard. Every time. Yep. That's awesome. So how can people get a hold of you guys? If they want to stage their homes or if they want to use your furniture for Airbnb, how do they contact you guys? So if they're watching this, they're on Facebook. Is that right? Yes. Facebook and YouTube. So I would just send. um, And you're live. Sally or Jim, just um, a private message. Okay. Um, Or Sally at stagewithdwell.com. And we'll get back, you know, get back to you immediately. We have a full-time assistant. Um, Sally is a full-time assistant on the staging side, a full-time assistant on the Airbnb side. Okay. Uh, we have emails that we can send out to agents and owners or to Airbnb owner operators or managers. Okay. It'll have pricing. It'll have links to our website. It'll have links to videos so you can see, 
you know, all the fun stuff uh, that we've done in the past. Okay. looks like we've got a phone number up there. 904-271-1980. That's it. That's about right. Yep. Jim at uh, Stage With Dwell. Yep. Stagewithdwell.com. And what is the website? Is it Simply Dwell? Simplydwell.com. I love that. That's a pretty good site. We had to pay a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, sometimes you got to pay for good stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't crazy, but you know. Like dwell.com, we didn't have the 2.7 million. Cheaper than the we were. Yeah. Dwell.com, 2.7 million. Come on, pony up. I know. Let's <laughs> treat it like let's treat it like a real business. There's a magic, there's a magic she would have had the stage like yeah. 24-7. Well, once again, thank you guys so much yeah, for doing this you. and giving us your time and giving back to the community. We yeah, really appreciate so it. I love it. Okay. So and once again, guys, I'm Dom and this is the Cash Geeks Network. And you guys have a great day. If you want to watch any of our other shows, go to youtube.com forward slash cash geeks. And then once again, every Tuesday night at 6 30 p.m. Eastern time. We're doing the Cash Geeks Network show and we'll see you guys later.